Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What's up? This is Danny J. And this is Jill. And uh, before we get started, I need to tell you the story because <laughs> I, I believe that we've told the story of you being in a massage parlor. And when you had to get up and get the receipt, did we tell, <laughs> tell that story? Oh, yeah. I don't think we told that story. Oh, my God. So you could tell that after this. So I went and got a massage last week. And I just went to this like tiny little like hole in the wall down the street. Cause I was like, I don't feel like going to like, a, like, I just like want to get something close, quick, whatever. So I go and I get a facial first and the facial is amazing. Same with someone I've used a couple of times and I go and get a massage and it's an 80 minute massage and it's, um, deep tissue. And it's like a, it's like a little strange, the, the masseuse or massage therapist, whatever you want to call her, like a little strange, but I'm like, all right, whatever. She's like a couple minutes late and just like kind of frazzled and whatever. And I'm just like, well, you know, it's a little hole in the wall down the street. What do I expect? So you get on the table face down and she asked me like, oh, do you have anything particularly you want to work on? I'm like my, my upper back and like my neck and everything's really tight. And so she's like, cool. So she starts going on my back and doing my traps and my neck and like working her way down. And so she pulls the whole sheet down to just like the, my, the bottom of my back. Right. So like covering my butt and she's massaging or whatever. And then like, she starts like going a little bit lower, which is fine. Like I'm not super modest. And she's like, kind of like the sides of my glutes. And then she moves around the table and starts like pulling it down. So she's like now doing my like leg and like my hamstring and then does like my other one. To, she pulls the entire fucking sheet all the way down my body. <laughs> and I'm just laying there like ass, ass out. Up. And I'm like, I guess this is fine. I don't know. It feels like, and I would just try to like picture myself, like what I would see if I was looking in this room right now. <laughs> Like it's just a bare ass, just a completely naked body on the thing. And with the sheet all the way down at my feet. Oh my God. And I'm like, I feel like this is day one stuff for like massage therapy, like day one, like you don't do that. But I was just like, I guess it's maybe she's new. I don't fucking know. I was like, I need to tell Danny because it was just ass out for like, oh my God. Literally. And it was just, it was a combination of like, sometimes the pressure was like way too much. And then other times it wasn't enough. And so I was going to call it like after I was like, you know, let's do 50 minutes. Let's not do a full 80. Like I'm going to call it. it. I've been massaged enough. We're done. I'm tapping out. (laughs) Oh my God. Like white flag. But yeah, she's been a lot of time on my backside. Like probably, I don't know, 60 something minutes of the, was just me and my face down to the point where like my face was hurting, like in that little thing that you put it in. Yeah. One of fucking hilarious. The ass out thing is so funny because the like really nice places, they're so overly cautious about everything you being draped and covered. Um, I went with my ex-husband to one of these like cheap Asian places. We just drove, like there's the Chinatown and we just drove by and we saw this open sign and we went in to the, do this couple's massage. And I think it was his first time. And he goes, okay, how naked am I supposed to get? I go, just go. They always say at the quote, normal places, just undress to your level of comfort. So I told him that I go, just undress to your level of comfort. He goes, okay, I'm going to leave my underwear on. I was like, cool. I'm going to get naked. I'm comfortable with that. 
So we're laying down face down. He's right next to me. And the lady comes in and she's, she says something about his underwear. She goes, no, take it off. And so I look over, she, he's on his stomach. She had grabbed like both sides of his underwear on his hips and he <laughs> lifted up his hips and she yanks him down. So he was ass up. He's fucking ass in the air and she's pulling his underwear off. And I like buried my face laughing because I, I felt so bad because I told him to leave it on and she literally stripped him. And I was like, that would not happen at like a massage envy at all. No. That oh my be- God. It's so funny. Yeah. So I was like, this is fine, I guess. But I always laugh because oh you God. always go to these like, I don't know why you go to <laughs> get do. massage like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> Danny, will be tell- Danny will legit be telling me a story. And she's like, yeah, Jeff and I went to get massages last week. We just were like out and about. And it was like 1130 at night. And I was like, what were you doing at 1130 at night going to a massage parlor? First of all. <laughs> And what place is fucking open? You do it for the story. Those places are open. And I literally don't think half of them even actually know how to massage. They're just making it up. They're making it up. How hard can it be? You just like rub someone's body for an hour, (laughs) which I kind of, no offense to anyone who is like a trained massage therapist. I'm sure there are techniques (sighs) and there's that I definitely cannot pick up on, but I just want to be rubbed and like not... And it was fine, but I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to go back to this trick again. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I know. Yeah. It is very um, weird when you have that and you're just like, um, are you going to cover me or we just, do I just, just live here doing like this? this? Yeah. We're just, just go we're for just, it. Like what's the point of the towel or the blanket or the sheet anyway, right. if you're just going to be ass up, I can't believe it's at your ankles. That's so funny. It's so funny. Like you're just even like picture in your head what that looked like. I'm like face down yeah. in the thing. <laughs> But just fucking ass naked. Uh, so many. I've had so many experiences like where it was either something weird like that, or they're on their phone. And they're just. <laughs> it's just like what is going on? They're answering phone calls. There's like noise. They're yelling at each other. I'm like, this is not relaxing at well, all. Well, yeah, that was the way you should tell that story about how someone like came in the room. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> she was like receipt, receipt. I'm laying there just going what. They wanted me to give them a receipt. I think there was like some mistake with my card and they had to run it twice. And I literally had paid first. So these also, this pay first thing is interesting. I paid first. They gave me the receipt. I just crumbled it through it right in the trash. Go in to get the massage. I'm naked face down. She starts for like two minutes and then someone comes in. She's saying receipt, receipt. And I'm like, what? I look up. They want my receipt. I was like, right now? <laughs> They're like, Yes. <laughs> I had to take the towel or the sheet. I'm naked. Wrap it around myself. Walk out into the fucking lobby and (laughs) dig in the trash for my receipt that they wanted for God knows what reason to like fix their transaction. And I'm like, this is my time that I'm using. Like you woke me, you're taking me out of the middle of this. Right. You can't wait till the, the, you have to do it right now. To get my receipt. Into the massage when you're already naked. You have to find your receipt. I was like, this is out of control. So yeah, that was funny. So yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, getting couples massages, we're going to talk about power couples. (laughs) (laughs) Power couples. Yeah. I wanted to talk about this and Joe wanted to talk about this because I think our um, one, I think our society is really, it's really interesting of how we like put certain couples up on pedestals and, and um, yes, maybe just create these ideal lifestyles around people together. Yep. And I know I used to do that a lot more um, before getting divorced. Now, now I'm so fucking cynical. I'm like anyone I'm like, nah, they're not going to last. So (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, they got some shit going on. Um, so I, and I hate that I'm that way. I'm not as bad, but sometimes I am bad. Uh, just truth be told, but the power couple dynamic. And is that something that's really desirable? And, and what do we want in like our couples relationships and hashtag couple goals? Like who are those people for you? Who are those people for like, I don't know, there's people out there that I'm like, Oh, they're couple goals. Now I, I have a lot less. I think couple goals is not even in my vocabulary. Although when I was married years ago, I definitely think there were aspirational couples that I'm like, I want to be like them. In fact, I think you and Jade were one of those people for me. Mm-hmm. Um, tr- like truth be told, there was a good handful of people that I looked at and I thought they just quote, had it all mm-hmm. great relationship, really good businesses, super power couple dynamic. And that's really what I thought I wanted. And to mm-hmm. me, I think the power couple idea was two people working together, doing something big and just, I guess maybe both having a presence. Mm-hmm. And there are certain couples that we were talking about um, before jumping on that I look at them. And while for maybe many people, their couple goals to me, I'm like, I don't want anything like that relationship at all. Nothing close to that. In fact, I was having a conversation with Jeff on Sunday about a particular couple. We've gone to dinner with them and I just said to him, I do not want a relationship like that. And they are very nice people, super, super successful. But to me, their energy as a couple is, it just feels like a, not even a friendship, just a interesting business partnership, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I really want more playfulness and fun and, you know, flirtiness in my life. And I feel like when you're in a, and a dynamic business power couple, it's hard to have that. And that's not to say it's not, can't be done. I look at someone like Shalene and Brett Johnson, and I think from the outside, and I don't know them personally, we've had them on the podcast, but um, they seem to have that kind of dynamic. And so if, if anyone has like the closest to that, I'd say they, they do it seemingly well, but there's some couples where I'm like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'd rather be a little bit more broke and have a better relationship than, you know, make multiple, multiple, multiple millions slash billions and have a weird, like power dynamic. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I do. So two things. Number one is I always sort of, it's always an asterisk when it's on social media anyway, to Mm -hmm. your point. Right. And I always don't assume the worst, but I also am like, but also this is the highlight reel, you know, also, and you know, I get it when you love the person that you're with, you want to share about them. And you, if you love your relationship, you want to share about it. And so I love when people share about their relationship to me, that's really interesting, but I personally don't have that goal anymore. I think for me, especially coming up as a blogger, I was married at the time and internet business was fairly quote unquote new, relatively new. And so it was really fun building Jill Fit alongside my ex-husband who was building his online business at the same time. I was sort of part of his company as well for a time. And as a blogger, you know, you tend to just get more personal. So my readers knew my ex-husband's first, like on a first name basis, it was always just the context for every, for like a lot of the posts was like, oh, I was talking to Jade the other day and this came up and whatever. And I think I really loved it because I was obsessed with building the business at that point. It was like everything was so new and we were doing this thing and everything was so exciting. And we also just wanted to talk about business a lot. It didn't mean that we didn't have, you know, sex regularly and didn't have like intimacy in that way. But looking back, 
we definitely did not have nearly the amount of affection in our relationship as I do with my current partner, who is not at all in our space. And I think I've just evolved as a business owner to the point where like, I actually don't want to talk about business all the time. I love my business and I love um, helping other people build their businesses. But I talk about business constantly with my team, with people on the internet, with my coaching clients, with some of my like, you know, business, uh, other business partners. I don't want to talk about it with my significant other who number one, really doesn't understand the industry anyway. And number two, I would rather keep that space for fun and lightness and flirting and teasing and, you know, good sex and chemistry and intimacy and stuff like that. And every once in a while, I will say, I don't know, once every couple of months or something, I like something's happening in the business where I just like want to tell him because he's, you know, one of like the closest people to me. But then I'm like, yeah, I could tell him and he can always listen. That's fine. But he doesn't really have any insight. And so I have to remember that like, hey, this probably isn't the person. He can support me in an emotional capacity, but he doesn't have any like tips or strategies or whatever, you know? So I sort of, I can find myself, this probably happens again, like once every like six months or so, I'll want to share something. And I kind of find myself feeling let down. Like, I just wish he could give me a little more something, but I'm like, that's not his skill set. And also that's not why we're together. And so I think because I've already had it and not to mention, and I think you, you identify with this as well, especially because you and your ex, when you guys split, were starting to do more stuff in the business together that I don't know if I felt embarrassment. I don't know if that's the right word, but you do feel a level of shame or embarrassment when you do talk about your relationship a lot and you put it up on this pedestal and then it fucking goes sideways. And you're like, yeah, people like Danny J or people like other people think we had this like perfect relationship. And then you just have this like wave of shame and embarrassment that like you obviously fucking don't. And you have to talk about that with your people because they're invested in your relationship. I just don't want people following me online who are invested in my relationship. You know, mm -hmm. people will end up being that way because that's just how we are as humans. All of us are. But at the end of the day, like I want them to be like to come to Jill Fit to interact with me because of me, not because I'm with someone, not because I'm in a relationship, not because I'm married. I think those sorts of things are fine. We identify if we're a power couple, we identify with this other power couple who, you know, they're really crushing it. I don't want anyone to, and the same thing with being a mom, by the way, you know, I don't want someone to come in and be like, oh, I want to work with Jill because she doesn't have kids or whatever, you know, like, so I think I want people to come to work with me because of me and not because it's this power dynamic. And I can tell you, like, I really enjoy not talking about work and also keeping this space sacred. I feel like we've been able to, to, after four years, four plus years, stay really affectionate, you know, really good chemistry, like still want each other a good amount, like stuff like that, because it's not clinical. We're not talking about strategy and stuff like that, which I do love, but in a different space. I like it when I'm talking to my clients or I'm talking to my peers or whatever. And I don't know. I've really liked the sort of sacredness of not being a power couple. Yeah. I like it. I, you know, I've been working with my coach Kelly and she talks a lot about feminine, masculine polarity and dynamics. And she said, it's very, very hard to stay in the feminine when you're in a work you know, you're in a work environment, right? So when we're working, when we're CEOing, when you're bossing, you're in your masculine. And if you're doing that together, then you have two masculine energies and it turns into either competition and, or, um, just neutrality where there's no, there's no attraction. There's no energy dynamic and pull. So it turns into this, uh, 
kind of roommate type situation. And so she, you know, one of the things she says, we need, I need to get her on the podcast, but mm-hmm. um, one of the things she says is that it's, you know, if you want to go into business with your partner, like you really need to have that conversation and you really need to ask, is this where you want to be? And then figure out how to pull those dynamics out when you're not in business. How do you like switch things off? Yeah, put your like, always girlfriend on. hat on or your wife right, hat on. Right, right. And so it's very tricky. And I find myself being when I'm in work mode, kind of, I don't want to say bossy, but kind of the boss and kind of more know-it-all and more like, this is how I want things done. And for a man and his masculine, it could come off as disrespect, right? And so there's this idea that men really need respect and women need love. And And so when a man feels disrespected, he's not going to be attracted. Right. So if you're treating a man like a child, treating a man like a, like you're, you're the mom, like no one's attracted to their mom, right. They're not going to want to have sex with their mom. So suddenly your mom energy, boss energy, they're going to be punished by you. Then suddenly you're not their attractive woman, wife, girlfriend, queen, whatever you want to be called to them. And so it just changes the dynamic a lot. And so that was something that was really eye-opening to me because toward the end of my marriage, I really wanted this. And I was working with my husband and I, I did this and I hate that I did, but I really felt like I was kind of becoming his boss and his mom and telling him what to do and how to do it because I had been in it longer. So it was kind of like, let me show you how it's done. Cause I've been doing it and I know better. And that was very emasculating because why wouldn't it be like, Hey, let me tell you how to do things. Let me teach you little boy. And what kind of man is going to be wanted want what kind of man is going to want to be treated like that not really a very <laughs> masculine man right and mm-hmm. so if you want those dynamics and if you want to have that energy where you're one you're not emasculating him and two it makes you feel shitty right i don't want to be the boss i don't want to tell my partner what he needs to do and how he needs to do it so no, it also sexy. it also makes me look at him different It also makes me look at him as like, he's incompetent. And I was feeling that way, right? I was, I was like, he's not doing enough. He's not. And then suddenly he's feeling like he's not doing enough. And then suddenly he's looking outside the marriage because he wants to have someone make him feel better about himself because I'm not doing it. So it's not to say that this was my fault, um, that the marriage didn't work out, but there was definitely big pieces that I see now that I look back at and go, oh, I definitely wasn't making him feel his best. It wasn't my fault, nor was it my responsibility. Like he could have communicated, he could have, you know, shared what was going on with him and how it didn't make him feel good, but we did not, we didn't have those tools. You know, he didn't have the tools. I didn't have the tools. I didn't know what I didn't know, but knowing what I know now, and it's been tricky because Jeff and I have started some things together during the pandemic. And in the last year, we've been kind of trying to separate some of these things. And it's just been a process because, um, you know, one of the things he's like, I like working with you. I'm like, cool, but I don't want to be the boss. I don't want to be coming at you for certain things that aren't getting done. We have different skill sets. And so it's really Mm. an interesting dynamic and balance to try to figure out if you're going to work with someone or on the same projects, how can you separate those energies like from Mm -hmm. work time, boss time, and then lover time, girlfriend, wife time. Yeah, it's so good because, and I'm glad you brought up about, you know, you and Jeff sort of navigating that because you guys both work from home. 
together too. And you guys, you know, have some like overlap in some of the things that you guys are doing. I think what has been really nice about this dynamic and, you know, who knows, maybe it will change in the future or whatever. But I think what has been nice about this dynamic is going back to, and we did a whole separate episode on like feminine, masculine energy. I'm sure it was like maybe a few months ago, if you guys want to listen to that, if you haven't, I think it's really nice to sort of take off the CEO hat and be taken care of when I'm in my relationship, you know, and allow for him to, because I take care of everything in my business, right? I take care of, you know, managing people, I'm leading people, I'm coaching people, I'm constantly the one telling other people what to do and holding it down for them. And like, you know, especially this doesn't get talked about enough, but when you are a coach, if you're listening to this and you are a coach, you know, you're giving a lot all the time and part, and that's what you love doing, but you're always the one who's giving the energy and um, giving the emotional energy, the mental energy to your clients. So then when you are at your house, you want to be in a place where like, yes, I can actually receive energy from someone else. I can actually have someone else in my life hold it down for me. The things that I do for my clients, and of course I hold it down for my partner as well, but in different ways, you know, I'll give you an example, like just the stuff I would never have done before last night. Um, he like plays, he plays like pickup basketball on Tuesday nights. And usually it's like eight to nine o'clock and I usually go to bed. So he gets home and I forgot to take Pip out, which is our dog. If I just take her out before I went and got in bed. So as I'm like putting my like clothes back on to take her out, I hear him come home. And so I literally like, I'm halfway dressed to put my, to go outside and he walks in and I start taking my clothes off and I get back in bed and I'm like, you're home. Can you take her out? And I'm like, just like <laughs> stuff like that, that I probably never would do ever before or in my business, right? I'm not like in my business. I'm like, I'm taking charge. I'm doing the thing. I'm the one up in front, but in a relationship, I'm like, there's someone else that wants to do stuff for you. So to your point about a man wanting to be, feel respected, Part of them that is knowing that they can provide and that they are, um, that on some level they're needed. Now, could I take my dog out? Of course, I can do that shit myself, right? But there's a need there. And we kind of like laughed about it. He's like, oh, I see what's going on here. You're just going to let me do it. I was like, please. Like, and it gives you an opportunity like to, to kind of tease and flirt and, you know, have that like little fun dynamic between each other. And so that's what I've really been enjoying in this relationship, which I've never had before. And so I agree with you. And, and to your point, I think there are exceptions. I'm sure if someone's listening to this being like, you know, me and my partner, we're a power couple and things work out great and we have great sex life and whatever. And probably I couldn't have heard it back then either because I loved it, you know? And so there's no better or worse. It just is like, be aware of sort of like, ask yourself, like, do I love it? If you fucking love it, go for it. But if you don't love it, it's okay to have another way of doing things. It doesn't make your relationship worse. It doesn't make your relationship, not relationship goals, just a different relationship goal, you know? And so just filter it through like, yeah, I'm doing, I hear what they're saying, but also I love my, the relationship I have with my partner and we are a power couple and things are working out great. Fucking more power to you. That's amazing. But if you are not feeling like you love it, then there's always an alternative too. Yeah. I couldn't have heard it back then either. I thought I loved it. And I, I didn't know what I didn't know until right till everything fell apart. And it's interesting because one of the pieces that came out was when I first found out about the affair, he said, you didn't need me. And mm. I remember thinking like, of course I don't need you, right. but I want you. Right. And I think there's a difference between knowing you don't need someone, but also allowing them to feel needed. And Love that. it's a really great example of the dog, right. Is could I take the trash out every day? Could I do like, yes, I'm fucking grown ass woman. I'm strong. I'm capable. I could do anything a man could do. And I don't have to. Like, 
and <laughs> let him do it. And it was kind of a joke at the beginning. We were doing some of our, we were doing this business together during the pandemic. And there was, there's some stuff on ClickFunnels. It's a software we were doing. And there was literally just this little like favicon thing. I didn't know how to fix. And I was like, I need to fix this. Just show me. He goes, I'm not going to show you because then you're not going to need me. So there were certain things that he was keeping from me. I literally mm. could have just Googled, but it left him feeling needed where I'm like, babe, can you help me do this? Hey, can you help me? Can you do this part for me? And so it was just a good reminder. And sometimes I just will ask him to do things that, yeah, I could figure out, or I could do, like you said, you could have taken out Pip, but just to, it's just fun. Like, you know, that you can do it. And sometimes you're just like, I'm just going to bat yeah. my eyes, eyelashes and just, can you do it for me? And it's funny in a way, because we know we can, and there's, it's more of an ego thing. That's just make you like feeling like you need to prove something that you need to do it. And you really don't. Yeah. And for me, it's, I don't want it held over my head. Yeah. Right. Like that's the thing is like, you can do stuff for me, but don't ever fucking mention it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that's, mm -hmm. that's more my sensitivity. And luckily Keith has never been like, but remember when I did that for you or like, you know, so I think that's my big, now it feels safe, safer for me to ask my partner to do things for me and be receptive to that because he's never held it over my head because he's never been short with me about it or resentful about it or whatever. He's like, yeah, of course. Like I love to do that. Like he's just very considerate, you know, and I don't ask a lot, but it's an opportunity for me to trust. Right. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity for him to give. And so, you know, not with every single little thing, but I think it's been a good practice. And the reason why for me, it feels safe is because he's never held it over my head. That's my own personal sensitivity. That's a really good point. I feel like probably a lot of women may feel that way. Like, you know, back when I was dating, I remember thinking, well, I'm going to pay for dinner. Cause then I don't want to have to sleep with this guy because right. he paid for dinner. Right. Which and is fucked up. Yeah. But a, a, lot, of a lot of us have this, that. a lot of us have this idea of that. If we take something from someone, then we owe, we gotta give we owe them. Right. Yeah. And so it is a great practice, whether it's asking someone to take out the trash or asking someone to take the dog out or something small just to test it and see that they don't hang it over their head and uh, over your head. And if they do, then that's another conversation to have. And it's also maybe a red flag in the relationship. I don't know, but that's something to think about and work on. Right. It's not meaning that, see, I did the right, see, now I'm proving that I can't trust anyone. I can't ask anyone to do something. It's like, actually, why is that person holding this over your head? And why are you allowing that? So I think the true test is to try these little things, trust that somebody wants to take care of it, trust that someone can do it and trust that you can deal with it. If they do quote, hang it over your head. And if they sure. do, then that's a whole other conversation. It's like, wait a second. Like, are we just doing a tit for tat in this? Yeah. It's a transactional relationship. relationship. Yeah. yeah. I know. So, yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting thing. The power couple thing. I think today, what this looks like to me is, and, and I don't even like the word power couple, but to me, when two people can have their own lives, their own things, and they're just doing well and then have a great relationship together. Doesn't have, they don't have to be creating something together. They don't have to be building a business together. Like you're a strong ass person on your own. They're a strong ass person on your own. And then together you have a great interpersonal dynamic. Like that's more couple goals to me yeah. than this, like $10 million world. Yes. Empire building all of that kind of thing. I just, and maybe that's just evolution. Maybe that's just maturity. Maybe that's seeing things fall apart. And I think so there are people who do the opposite too. You know, you and I, I think have had the perspective of like, you know, loving that power couple dynamic when we were in it and now not loving it later. I think a lot of people have the opposite. Maybe their first marriage or their a previous relationship, they didn't have 
that they couldn't talk to their partner about business because their partner didn't know. And that was maybe a frustration. So then when they get in an next relationship, they want it to be someone who's also an entrepreneur, someone who also gets it, someone who, you know, so it can flip-flop based on what you sort of have had previously. Mm -hmm. So it's not to say that one is better than the other. I think both Danny and I have just evolved to a place. We've like kind of like been there, done that. And when you see other people putting your relationship on a, on a pedestal, it feels good until until the rug gets pulled out. And then you're like, fuck, all right. Yeah, just kidding. Everything I posted for the last you know five years, just disregard that. You know, so it puts you, especially when you have like a, an audience or whatever, a platform that feels a little bit, that adds an extra layer. Um, but I also think at the end of the day, do you do what feels good in the moment. And then later on, just be like, yeah, that was my choice in the moment. I don't regret doing what I did, but now I'm just a little bit more conscious about how I want, like, I want to conquer the world personally. I don't mm -hmm. need my partner and I to do it together. <laughs> like that's, it's a separate, it's more private this time. It's definitely mm -hmm. way more. Um, and because it's more private and I'm not sharing as much um, on social media and stuff, it really, I don't know, it feels special, more special. It feels more intimate. Yeah. I really love that having a little bit of privacy is kind of it's nice. Fun. It's sexy. I think it's sexy. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. remember, you have to ask yourself and I, you know, I'm sure these people who share the relationship constantly and are sharing about you know, a couple goals, and whatever, I'm sure they're super happy. I just, for me, it's a cautionary tale. And that's where my head is at, where I'm just like, I don't know. And I also don't, I don't need the affirmation around. I need affirmation for other shit. Like I want tell me I'm smart and like I'm, you know, good business coach, but I don't need affirmation for my relationship anymore. Whereas I think I probably did. I wanted people to see like, yeah, we have a great relationship, don't we? Like, I think at mm -hmm. one point I was probably into that. Yeah, I'd say same. Well, curious about y'all's relationships. Do you post at all? I, you know, it's interesting too. And I remember even when I was at the time posting a lot of, you know, stuff with my, my spouse and conversations and it was fun and it was entertaining. And I remember my mom and she didn't understand social media. So I was like, you don't get it. But, you know, she'd say things like, you don't have to put everything on the internet. You don't have to put everything out there. And I was like, you don't understand. Yes, I right. do. Like everybody needs to see everything. Like it's a reality show. And for me, I, I feel like a kind of an entertainer and I would put things out to be entertaining and fun, but there is a line you don't have to put everything on the internet. So you certainly can, yeah, but you don't and, have to. And again, Asterisks on what's posted on social media. Not always, you know, it's always. not all the the sad part. It's not all the good part. It's not, it's just what you want, what you want people to see. So totally. Yep. Take it with a grain of salt, people. Mm -hmm. So anyway, love the conversation. Would love to hear your thoughts on it. Feel free to go into the Facebook group if you go to the bestlifepodcast.com that has all our episodes. You can find the Facebook group links there. And also if you go to Spotify, if you listen to us on Spotify, we have a playlist and I need to update it, but our episodes are broken down by like all the relationship episodes, all of the business episodes, all the food obsession episodes that y'all really love. So if you're interested in this type of content and you're like, I want more of this, go to Spotify and look for those playlists and you can find all the episodes that are around this particular topic. Cause I know we kind of hit a good couple of topics that are, that we go deep on. So you can find that over on Spotify. Love it. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for your time and attention. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys. Bye.